0: Does hair loss run in your family? Are you worried you're losing your hair? You can do something before hair loss becomes irreversible. You can regrow thicker and healthier hair without surgery or any invasive procedure. All you need to do is wear the capillus cap to help regrow your own hair instead of hiding your thinning hair. Simply wear the capillus hair regrowth cap for six minutes a day. That's right, just six minutes a day. The capillus hair regrowth cap utilizes clinically proven technology to deliver safe, low-level laser therapy to nourish hair follicles for healthier, thicker hair. It reboots the blood supply, reestablishes blood flow, and oxidation too. The bottom line is, It works. The Capillus cap is FDA-cleared with no prescription necessary, and right now you can get $200 off any cap purchase. Call 800-610-0239, 800-610-0239. Get the results you want or get your money back. Call 800-610-0239, 800-610-0239,
1: 800-610-0239. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today,
2: the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious
3: business. Is that clear?
1: Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishaupt with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. Got a great show coming up for you. The gambling industry is in one of its most interesting times in its history. Online casinos and online poker are breaking revenue records as people are gambling from the safety of their own homes. It's also a time when casinos and sportsbooks are developing plans to reopen safely to protect their employees and their customers. And as always, to discuss the big stories involving casinos and online gambling, we're going to talk with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Get on over to usbets.com. That's U-S-B-E-T-S
0: Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services.
2: over ten thousand dollars i paid a fraction of what i owed call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes i called tax solutions now and got
1: the irs off my back thanks you saved us a ton of money
2: money matters how much can tax solutions now save you call now and find out call 800-683-7377 800-683-7377 800-683-7377
1: You're listening to House of Cards.
2: Where was the house? Where was the house of cards?
1: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. I don't think I'm saying anything startling when I say this is the most interesting time in the history of gambling. With the pandemic, some gaming markets have seen the rise of online casinos and poker to the point where they're breaking revenue records. This is also a time when casinos are looking to reopen in the safest way possible. And as always, to discuss the biggest topics in the gambling industry, I am joined by Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. Adam, thanks for joining us.
4: It is great to be back. It's been a while, right? It
1: has been. You know, it's, it's. I think this is the first time I'm speaking with you since the pandemic hit and the casinos were shut down. And I, it, it seems like I'm asking everyone this, but uh, I, I want to ask you, I want to get your opinion on what's going on in the gambling industry. Have you ever seen anything like this? Is there anything comparable to what happened in the gambling industry these past couple of months?
4: No, and I mean, uh, you know, you can ask the same question about pretty much anything in sure. in life right now. Yeah. Gambling, industry, uh, you know, personal relationships, school, <laughs> uh, every aspect of everything is, is different for us than it's ever been before this year. And uh, in gambling, just because that's kind of like the center of our universe, at least uh, work-wise, it's been really interesting to see because um, all the brick and mortar stuff is shut down and and it makes a lot of sense that it's shut down. Uh, the uh, brick and mortar foot traffic skews older, especially, uh, you know, in, in a lot of places around the country, local casinos and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, those are the people that are most at risk. You're inside a building, there's a lot of people touching the same things as each other and uh it's just the casino is kind of a nightmare for this whole situation so um you can really see why uh why casinos in particular were hit so hard uh on the other hand at least in the non-sports related uh aspects of of online gambling there's been an uptick a significant uptick of online poker play online casino play and we've seen online poker uh Grow by just a massive, a massive amount, more than doubling in traffic in, uh, in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and uh, and also on uh, you know sites that are accessible in other parts of the world. So uh, it, it's been interesting to see, I guess, how people have been spending their time when they're at home. It's it, it kind of surprised me, stuff just because I, I I think about people like me that I don't have any extra time to play online poker right now. I've got I, I'm in a house with three kids and. <laughs> And a wife right now, we're just trying to survive and, you know, figure out a way to get through our days. But uh, I guess for, for younger people that or you know, people without kids or whatever uh, that have a little more time on their hands and I guess still have income, gambling online might be one of many ways to pass the time, right?
1: Yeah. I, I got to tell you, what surprised me? I mean, I read USBets.com, NJOnlineGambling.com, penbets.com CentennialBets.com. I, I read all, I guess... They're still called periodicals. I don't know what they're called, but they're all great resources. And I was surprised to see the amazing amount of business activity that the casinos and the sportsbooks were conducting during the shutdown. I mean, even beyond the gambling aspect of it. I mean, Borgata has a new president. Bally's Atlantic City was sold. Colorado started sports betting. I mean, certainly their business goes on. Did they take care of some important internal business for their establishments and the states during this lockdown?
4: Uh, I think they have. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, there's an uh, there's an expression in government that, uh, you know, is not something politicians want to be heard saying out loud, but the uh, never let a great crisis, uh, never let a crisis go to waste, <laughs> yeah. um, looking for, you know, opportunities to make sort of bigger changes that might be harder to pull off politically during normal times, uh, but, you know, can, they can use a crisis as cover to make these things happen, whether it's cutting costs or making staff changes or making big policy changes or, or whatnot. And I think the same thing applies in business. Uh, I think that sometimes companies want to uh, sort of modernize certain parts of their staff. I, I, that's kind of a neutral word. And, and what I mean, of course, is, is replacing people or getting rid of certain departments or people or bringing in new people, whatever it is. Um, I, I think that sometimes it's hard to do just in normal circumstances because you just you scare the crap out of your entire workforce when you're making big changes and and you know people might freak out and start putting a resume out there or whatever else, uh, or lose their motivation. But I think during a crisis, uh, the companies have, have had to act fast and be nimble, and part of that has been thinking long term about what they want their team to look like. And so, um, you know, you've seen a variety of, a variety of types of action taken. I mean, look in the case of a company like MGM has uh, furloughed, uh, you know, furloughed or let go all kinds of people. Uh, and, and that's, you know, largely brick and mortar employees. But then you look at a company like William Hill that at least in the U.S. is, is, is a lot of online people and, and people have been getting let like, go oh, and turload and not just, uh, not just people that work brick and mortar. It's been some interactive people as well. I've, and I've heard the same thing at a number of, uh, of other operators. Uh, parks is another one that comes to mind that I know let like, go oh, some interactive people. Uh, and so there's, there's been companies taking the opportunity to change their teams up, bring in new people, get rid of old people and, and just do some restructuring, and, um, you know, we've seen it all around. We've been really lucky. At my company, uh, Better Collective Tennessee, we uh, we haven't had to do any layoffs or furloughs or anything like that uh, to date, and assuming that sports come back pretty soon, we're going to have our entire team intact, uh, you know, and, and be really strong and prepared for, for what's coming next.
1: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
0: Does hair loss run in your family? Are you worried you're losing your hair? You can do something before hair loss becomes irreversible. You can regrow thicker and healthier hair without surgery or any invasive procedure. All you need to do is wear the capillus cap to help regrow your own hair instead of hiding your thinning hair. Simply wear the capillus hair regrowth cap for six minutes a day. That's right, just six minutes a day. The capillus hair regrowth cap utilizes clinically proven technology to deliver safe, low-level laser therapy to nourish hair follicles for healthier, thicker hair. It reboots the blood supply, reestablishes blood flow, and oxidation too. The bottom line is, it works. The Capillus Cap is FDA-cleared with no prescription necessary, and right now you can get $200 off any cap purchase. Call 800-610-0239, 610 239 Get the results you want or get your money back. Call 800-610-0239, 610 239 610 239
1: You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Weisshuttle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from USBets.com and Better Collective. You know, the state gaming commissions have consistently put out the numbers during this pandemic, which has been a really depressing read. Uh, I think, I, and I actually forgot in March, there was like a week when casinos were actually still open, but I know the month of April, all casinos were shut down for the entire month, so yep. there was zero revenue there. Um, I'm assuming May will look just as bad. How long can the casino industry in this country go on like this? Are we at the breaking point right now, or is there some wiggle room? Do they have to reopen in some fashion pretty soon?
4: I think we're at the breaking point. We're close. Um, It was really unfortunate that uh, the, the CARES Act that was passed by Congress that provided more than $2 trillion in funding for a lot of things, but, but, uh, a big part of it was, uh, funding for businesses to maintain their payrolls, to not, to not cut staff, even in the face of lost revenue that, uh, it was exclusively written into the rules as I understood it, that, uh, gaming business or gambling business was excluded. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, later on some of that was re was redone a little bit, but still it just, it seems like for some reason our industry was singled out and, uh, and didn't get as much aid as others. Um, and and I know that, you know, while maybe the general public doesn't have a lot of, a lot of sympathy for casinos and for gambling business in general, um, that's still hundreds of thousands of jobs around the country, if not millions that uh, are put further at risk. And those are still people that are, you know, just normal people that that work in the industry that are going to be put out there on the street or put on unemployment or, you know, just forced to fend for themselves, uh, and, and that's really unfortunate at this time. I, I do think that we're we're reaching uh, a breaking point, and I also think it's going to be dealt with because I think you know by the beginning of June, these most of the casinos are going to be starting to find ways to at least partially reopen. There are already a few that have reopened. It, it doesn't seem like to me personally. I don't really feel like being in a casino now no. or <laughs> anytime soon. And uh, same thing about conferences. You know, I, I go to a lot of conferences. uh, you guys, I actually, uh, you and I met in person sure. at a conference a, a couple years ago, um, but uh, I just, like, I don't have any desire to be in, like, in a place like G2E in, in Las Vegas with thousands of other people all kind of, you know, using the same tables uh, one after the other, and just, every, I don't know, maybe by next year I'll be more comfortable with it, but it's going to be a while, and I know that's a huge part of people think of las vegas they think of gambling but at least in vegas maybe not in casinos around the country vegas is is a convention place and atlantic city is in some ways too i mean these are places where people congregate for a wide variety of reasons uh beyond just gambling and entertainment and a lot of that stuff is just it's all like huge crowds of people all in the same places all the time and that's just not going to work out for a little while so i think you know Everything could be back, but everything won't really be back, if that makes any (laughs) sense.
1: Yeah, I got to ask you, you you brought it up. And um, what did you – were you shocked that the gambling institutions were not included in the stimulus packages? Because I was thinking, you know what? The president used to own casinos. So I'm figuring, you know, there's going to be something for the gambling industry. Were you surprised that they were excluded?
4: Well – not not in any relation to uh, you know anything <laughs> regarding the president yeah. or anything like that. But I was surprised. I'm surprised by a lot of things he, was... he does.
1: So uh, I don't know. <laughs> well,
4: I think I think I think that's the point a lot of the time. Yeah. But um, I, I I wasn't because of him specifically. It just I was surprised because it just seemed like a very odd singling out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure why you know politically why it was necessary to like take a couple of industries and exclude them. Um, I do. I do understand, you know, again, the general lack of sympathy towards the industry. Sure. Um, I understand the general lack of sympathy towards other industries, but when you're bailing out industry and businesses, a, a lot of that's going to be unpopular no matter what. And uh, it doesn't mean that you got to like single out certain groups. It always just feels to me like there was someone behind the scenes that, that wanted this to happen, that wanted certain people excluded. And we're able to, you know, ex- exert that kind of, Influence over the way that the rules were put together because otherwise it makes no sense. I mean, people are people. You work for MGM or William Hill or you work for Delta or you work for Aramark or, you know, McK- McKesson. I don't know. I'm just naming companies. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's just there's so many big companies and, and the people who work for them are all just the kind of people that live in my neighborhood and your neighborhood. Sure. And so. I just don't see why you would want to put certain people's jobs at risk over other people's jobs. Uh, and, and that's ultimately what it came down to because the purpose of the, at least the Paycheck Protection Program and a lot of other aspects of the CARES Act was just for companies to keep employees on payroll. It was an alternative to everyone going on unemployment, was, uh, you know, allowing companies to continue to pay their employees. And, um, and the idea that hopefully when the crisis has subsided, at least partly, that those companies will still have that staff on and won't let them all go later, that, that people will be able to maintain their jobs and, uh, and, and continue to work and, and that companies will still have their teams intact and that businesses can bounce back better because it's much easier to bounce back to their existing workforce than to have to hire a whole new team later. So all, all in all, I mean, I, that's in the point. I just don't see why that's any different with casinos than anything else
1: i guess one of the bright spots if you can call it a bright spot during this pandemic was the rise of online casinos and online poker i mean overall for the states to allow online casinos and online poker how did they do during this uh, quarantine
4: they've done amazing i mean uh the uh, the online poker business has been the most the most mind-boggling thing just because online poker ever at least in the u.s and Black Friday back in 2011, when when the biggest sites, which were operating outside of any sort of U.S. regulatory entity at the time, uh, all all pretty much got shut down. And this was, you know, this is over nine years ago now. It's been it's been in pretty consistent decline in the U.S. There are still a few offshore operators, but. at least a legal regulated industry, uh, that launched in New Jersey a few years ago and in Pennsylvania late last year. They've just been, they've been pretty small and inconsequential in terms of the overall revenue picture and in terms of traffic and growth and publicity and so on and so forth. For, they, it, it's just been not a big part of the story lately. And that's really changed lately. I don't know if it's just that people who are into other things like sports or whatever, or who are, who are stuck in their houses, just don't have as much to do, so they picked up poker. I'm sure it's partly that, but I think partly just uh, people have rediscovered poker and and have been enjoying it and and getting into it. And I really hope that momentum goes on. I mean, uh, the the revenue numbers were were pretty impressive, and then you you mentioned online casino, um, which is an area that we cover a lot in our business and and follow closely. I mean, like sixty four point eight million just in uh, New Jersey in the month of uh, March, and even more in April. I mean, look that this is. These are crazy numbers. Uh, you look at April, sorry, April was 80 million for online casino. Uh, April of 2019 was 36.6 million. Now, when we started NJOnlineGambling.com, we were looking for the first $25 million month for the New Jersey online casino industry. I mean, $25 million seemed like a big number. That was like the industry finally making it. Now we're talking about $80 million in a single month. That's close to a projected billion-dollar year. If you project that out over, over an entire year, that would bring you to just under a billion dollars in online casino revenue in one state with an average population. So that's, that's a pretty incredible result. Now, we don't expect it to, to stay that high post-pandemic, but it's not going to go all the way back down either. And, uh, and this is, this is a big industry. This is propping up Atlantic City right now. If you got, uh, $80 million in a month coming in from, uh, online casino revenue, whereas you had zero coming in from land-based casinos, it doesn't make up for the entire, uh, 200 million or so that land-based were doing in a month, you know, before the pandemic, but it's still, it makes up a significant portion of revenue and, and
1: keeps you in business. We'll be right back with House of Cards. When it comes to online sports betting, PlaySugarHouse.com offers players one of the best experiences in the state of New Jersey. PlaySugarHouse.com offers millions of betting options on the sports you love. They offer live in-game betting on sporting events worldwide. Moneyline Bets. Point spreads, prop bets, play-by-play bets, and many more. All at PlaySugarHouse.com, your new home for sports betting in New Jersey. Take advantage of one of their 12 easy deposit methods to get in on all the action. And now when you sign up at PlaySugarHouse.com using our promo code HOUSE, they'll match your first deposit up to $250. More bets, better odds at PlaySugarHouse.com. Sign up today at PlaySugarHouse.com and don't forget to use our promo code HOUSE to take advantage of their first deposit match up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services.
2: I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? Call now and find out. Call 800-683-7377. 800-683-7377. 800-683-7377.
0: Sometimes life is wonderful.
1: Having a rough morning after a long night out. That's why there's Morning Recovery. Morning Recovery is the flagship product of More Labs and it's scientifically engineered to outsmart rough mornings. Use promo code radio15 at morelabs.com and get 15% off of your first purchase of Morning Recovery or any of their other great products. That's radio15 at morelabs.com to take advantage of this great promo of 15% off of your first purchase. Morning Recovery from More Labs. So you can work hard, play hard, and live life without compromise. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of May 25th, 2020. The online poker industry in New Jersey has set a revenue record for the month of April. The online poker sites in the Garden State generated over $5.1 million during this past April, shattering the record of over $3.6 million, which was set only a month before in March. New Jersey is only one of three states which has legalized online poker, the other two states being Nevada and Pennsylvania. Wynn Resorts has released its plan for reopening its U.S. properties, and those plans do not include poker. Wynn has stated that poker will not be allowed in Phase 1 of the reopening of the Wynn Casino and the Encore on the Las Vegas Strip, as well as the Encore Boston Harbor Casino in Massachusetts. Wynn has also stated that the craps tables at the Encore Boston Casino will be moved to the property's high roller area. And finally, it's been two years since the U.S. Supreme Court decision allowing sports betting in the United States. Since those two years, 22 states have some form of legalized sports betting. Almost $22 billion has been bet, resulting in $1.5 billion in revenue to those states. It's been an interesting two years. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. When it comes to online sports betting, PlaySugarHouse.com offers players one of the best experiences in the state of New Jersey. They offer live in-game betting on sporting events worldwide, money line bets, point spreads, prop bets, play-by-play bets, and many more. All at PlaySugarHouse.com, your new home for sports betting in New Jersey. Take advantage of one of their 12 easy deposit methods to get in on all the action. And now when you sign up at PlaySugarHouse.com using our promo code HOUSE, they'll match your first deposit up to $250. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way.
4: I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Shuttle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. I got to tell you, I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and I am amazed at the amount of television commercials for online casinos. I mean, Betfair is huge, PlayMGM, Golden Nugget, and I'm talking about two to three times an hour. I mean, I'm, certainly you said this is going to change after the pandemic, but you think their marketing approach to these online casinos will continue even after... The retail casinos open. Well, I because I, I I'm shocked at the amount of advertising they're doing on television.
4: Well, I think that there's a there's a couple of ways to answer this question and a couple of things that are relevant here. Um, there's always hot and cold periods when it comes to advertising online casino. You'll see a company like Betfair or Golden Nugget come out with a big spend for a month or two uh, where they're on TV a lot. I've seen this in my vacations up to the Jersey Shore, uh, where I, I'd be up there and see a betfair commercial every ten minutes on TV or, or whatever. But uh, but they do it off and on, and I think they'll continue to do it off and on. But that being said, I think eyes have been opened um, on the on the business side that this is more important than maybe they were treating it before. Mm-hmm. And this dates back for me to. Uh, 2014 when I went to Borgata uh, right after the industry launched. It was January of 2014 and I got to visit their online casino and, uh, and iGaming office and it was just this tiny little office in the basement with like 10 employees in there and uh they were really, I mean, this was at the time, this is the biggest legal US online poker room and they were, you know, starting to do a lot with casino and everything too. And they had less than 10 people on their entire team. They just, they just didn't care. Like these, these guys were not considered important and what they were doing was not considered important. And you fast forward a few years and most of that team has been overhauled. There's now a company called Roar Digital that Handles uh, the marketing aspects of uh of Borgata and MGM's uh online gaming brands, uh which which included BetMGM for sports and casino, uh party poker for poker, and it just in the state of New Jersey, the Borgata online brands. And uh and these guys uh, this is a serious marketing effort being put in now, um serious integration between uh MGM and G V C uh in Europe. And they're they're very serious about being one of the top uh online brands in the US. They're spending a lot of money, they have major revenue projections and, and big ambitions. And uh and definitely I think you'll see this industry wide that companies are not just gonna back away after all this. There's gonna be a concerted effort to be a big player in this and people are going to be looking at
1: online gaming as a major future part of their plans. I, I, got, I got to tell you, the uh, I've talked to a lot of people around the state and what's happened with the online casinos and online poker is, I, I, we talked about it off air, people get into a routine. People start setting aside time to go online, whether it be the play games and you know, people use the chat rooms also to keep in touch with other people in around the state that they're uh, playing games with. So I guess the trick now is, do you think these online casinos and online poker sites can actually keep these players that are using their site every day?
4: Well, I certainly think some of them, uh, some of them will be staying some of the players that is, uh, and I think it's going to depend on who the operator is in terms of just how important, how much importance they put on this. Um, You've got you've got a variety of companies with kind of different product lines and different goals. If you look at a company like uh Stars Group, which is now uh now merged with Flutter, uh and just, you know, to back up a second, Flutter is the company that owns Betfair, that owns FanDuel, uh, that owns uh T V G, which is one of the biggest sports uh horse racing operators. So they've got they've got a number of brands and then Stars Group has Poker Stars and now Fox Bet for sports betting, uh and, uh, Poker Stars Casino and, and has some major international brands as well. Uh, these guys are going to place a lot of importance on maintaining that base of poker players. They're going to be trying to convert them into sports bettors and other, other, you know, types of gamblers and their other products. Uh, maybe trying to get them over into FanDuel and, and doing sports related stuff there. But these guys are going to place a major importance on, on retaining those poker players. Uh, other companies, I think, are, that are more focused primarily on casino or on sports are going to look at it differently. Um, but I think that what usually happens in these times and what's likely to happen is that the biggest the biggest winners from these times and, and the market leaders overall will just Get stronger, Golden Nugget like will be a stronger market leader in online casino. Poker Stars will be a stronger market leader in online poker, and for sports betting, uh, you know, when all is said and done, I think FanDuel and DraftKings are in a pretty good spot.
1: Let me ask you about these uh, online poker sites. You know, a couple of times I went to WSOP.com because every afternoon they have a three o'clock free roll. And not only people in New Jersey are playing, but people I've seen people in Vegas. I've seen uh, players from Reno also during the tournament. And at one point and one day, they had almost 700 players in this tournament for a midday tournament, which was incredible. And that's not only true for WSOP. I know poker stars in Pennsylvania have record prize Uh WPT and Party Poker did a deal for an online series. I mean, I talked to the president, Adam Pliska from WPT, and he called it an online poker festival. Do you think they're going to continue using these events to maintain the uh, pr- uh, the players that they have now? Do you, do you see them doing more of these online events, more of these online spectacles? Uh, I know one of the marketers called it. But is that the way they're going to keep the uh, players after the pandemic lifts?
4: Well, I certainly think they should. Um, it, it's going to vary a lot. I think that, you know, being in New Jersey, you're seeing – you're seeing the way things play out in a state where you get a, a wide variety of product lines available online and it's going to depend largely on, on what state you're in for stuff like that. But I certainly think that in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Michigan soon when everything launches there, that they should be doing it that way because uh, poker is a great thing for getting eyeballs on you. Um, it's much easier to promote than a lot of other forms of gambling uh, because it's the community aspect of it uh players can legitimately become star players and winning players by working hard it's something that people can succeed in and that people sort of have a lot of aspiration around um which makes it different than it, for the most part sports betting and uh an online casino play and it's kind of the same way that sandal and DraftKings can t- continue to push dfs products even though those are probably never going to be particularly profitable, if profitable at all, for them. That these are aspirational games that a lot of people win at, or believe that they can win at, and uh, and it's easier to talk about them and promote them and build community around them than it is to do the same with with you know single game wagering and, and things like that. Um, I, I do think that these companies, especially the ones that, that don't have other strong op- options for building community and, and for building out these spectacles, as you put it, I think they should keep pushing poker where they can, and I think they will. I don't think it's going to be quite as obvious or pronounced because there's just a lot more noise most of the time. There's a lot more noise when yeah. sports are going on sure. and when everyone's kind of going about their normal business. And maybe we won't notice as much, but I really would be shocked if this stuff went away entirely.
1: Well, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, Pennsylvania and New Jersey have online casinos, online poker, and online sports betting. I've been talking to a lot of industry people from around the country, and they all said that they wish they had that safety net for the gaming industry in their state. Do you see that this present situation could change the mind of lawmakers around the country and allow online casinos and online sports betting in more states?
4: Well, I don't think it's. I don't even think it's so much about changing lawmakers' opinions. I think lawmakers, at least most of these state lawmakers, are kind of doing what they're told by the interest groups around their states that uh, that have built relationships with the state legislators and, and with regulators and so on and so forth. And so we still have the same. We still have the same issues in a lot of states. There are tribal compacts and constitutional. Amendments about gambling and just all these different things that in each state make it a unique battle to get high gaming or sports betting or, or anything like that legalized. And it's the reason that, you know, despite protestations and people's uh, beliefs about what should and shouldn't be legal, it's not very likely that you're going to have widespread online poker in 25 states anytime soon or that new york and california or you know the federal government are going to come in and legalize just because of this situation because it's, it's it's a lot more complicated than that but what i do think is going to happen is that the the gaming industry is probably going to coalesce a bit more around a broader range of, of by gaming legalization uh, and, and i mean by that that you know, in a state like Indiana, where it makes all the sense in the world to have more than just sports betting, that I could see them revisiting revisiting what they've done there and trying to do something more like what Michigan's done, where they've legalized sports betting, uh, online gambling via casinos and poker. Or you know, West Virginia's done the same thing. Pennsylvania and New Jersey have done the same thing. They haven't all done it the exact same way as each other in terms of taxation and regulation and all that but they all have, have come around on a full suite of online gambling options. And it just, to me, in a state like Indiana or Iowa uh, or, or Colorado at, at some point in the future, it just makes, makes sense to me that people would at least be paying attention to what's going on in New Jersey and Pennsylvania right now and rethinking, rethinking why they you know, singled out a, a product like sports betting and didn't, didn't
1: get into these other areas. You know, speaking of laws and sports betting, I hope they do away with one stupid regulation, and that is if you want to register for a mobile sports book, you have to go to the physical sports book to finish your registration process because uh that's just ridiculous what's happening in Las Vegas and Reno that they have to do drive through registrations yeah. for their mobile sports books.
4: I've been seeing that stuff on uh, on Twitter. People have been posting pictures. It's like a red box for registering for online gaming. Yeah, the stupidest thing in the world. You're you're registering for an online product, and you show up at like a (laughs) kiosk just to like complete your registration. Just just so it's so dumb and so outdated. And there's no there's no like public value to doing it this way. It's only it only exists because certain interest groups are scared for competitive reasons about about it being done another way and are kind of standing in the way of change. And it needs to go away. It's very clear that it serves no, no useful purpose to the public and that it's creating uh, you know, an additional germ-spreading opportunity for people that, that people probably just uh, don't want to tolerate right now.
1: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Borgata made history by becoming the first Atlantic City casino to offer land-based sports betting. Now, one year later, Borgata adds to its history by launching its own online sports betting platform, BorgataSports.com. BorgataSports.com players can enjoy the same range of sports bets currently offered at Borgata's land-based sports book, the new Moneyline Bar and Book. You'll find straight bets, parlay bets, live in-game betting, and much, much more at BorgataSports.com. And now when you sign up at BorgataSports.com using our promo code HOUSE, that's H-O-U-S-E, you get a risk-free bet up to $300 and 20 bonus dollars at BorgataCasino.com. Borgata has made history again with BorgataSports.com. Sign up today with promo code HOUSE and get your risk-free bet up to $300 and your $20 bonus money at BorgataCasino.com. Your favorite casino is now your favorite sports book. Available anywhere in New Jersey. BorgataSports.com. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place
3: a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: You're listening to House of Cards.
3: The answer is probably, uh, we're finished. What 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 are given odds? One in a hundred? I don't do odds. (laughs) I gave very detailed... You're in a casino, sir.
1: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective. You know, as we speak right now, casinos are developing plans for their reopenings and developing ways to safely welcome back guests. What what do you think we can expect from this reopening? Will casinos do it in phases? Will some just open slot machines? I know Wynn just came out with one of their recommendations that they're going to open up their properties, but they're not going to have poker in it. What can we expect to see from these casinos?
4: Uh, you know, just mentioning poker there at the end. I mean, poker is a tough one because people pass chips around from yeah. player to player. And, uh, there's just so much opportunity for spreading. People are sitting close together. And, uh, it, it seems like a particularly difficult thing to make work right now. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? Like after people put all the chips in the pot before you push it to players, spray a bunch of, uh, a bunch of white vinegar or hand sanitizer, or whatever, <laughs> Clorox into the middle and, flash around on all the chips before you push the pot every time it's just uh it's not going to work so um yeah i think that there's going to be a bunch of stuff like that that is, is much slower to get going maybe um you know something like blackjack could work better maybe there's some company working behind the scenes on like chip washing technology or something like that we get chip washers at every table instead of having those racks in the middle of the blackjack table you just stick all the chips in the chip washer and they just keep kind of coming out like the way the uh, automatic card shufflers do. I mean, what I get all to
1: see up? Let, let me tell people? you some. I, 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 funny you should mention that. You know, I'm a gaming attorney, and I got to tell you, the last couple of weeks, I have reviewed and drafted contracts I never thought I'd do. We've had purchase, <laughs> we've had purchase order for masks, and you mentioned uh, uh, chip cleaning. We just did a contract for a system casinos use to clean and sanitize gaming chips. So uh, they are they are going through that. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. I never thought I'd even look at contracts like that. But in your I mean, opinion, how, how long do you think we're going to have to do this?
4: Nobody knows. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm far from a medical expert or anything like that. But I feel like nobody knows how long the situation is going to go on. And I think everything largely depends on public behavior. I mean, I think that we have, you know, a lot of conflicting views of of government and of media and of just various kind of authorities that are out there that probably people in mass are going to have a hard time agreeing on, you know, who's right or, you know, who to listen to or whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, everything's going to depend largely on behavior. And I think that's what you mentioned opening in phases. I think the casinos will open in phases and I think they're going to have a lot of protective measures in place, whether it's social right, uh, social distancing uh, requirements or, sanitation rules or you know procedures that were different like the chip washing or whatever but um what's really gonna what's really gonna impact the speed of the reopening and uh you know how those phases play out is is how people respond to it all and I think that's what probably the brass at these big casino companies is what they're trying to figure out is um if we do this what will people do and if we do this what will people do and trying to trying to arrange this in a way that that brings people back as soon as possible and as comfortably as possible and, uh, and and I mean I think that's just the I know that's kind of like running around and not really giving an answer but that's what I believe I think they're going to be trying to do it in a way that makes people comfortable and then watch, watch how many people come in and how people come in and what they do when they're in and, and kind of keep remaking their plan and iterating on their plan in response to that until you've got you know reasonable capacity happening but i believe i mean full capacity in these casinos is in my opinion not happening until next year i mean there there might be i've, I've heard people talking about pent up demand and i believe that i believe that you know you might have a reopening and see massive crowds for mm-hmm. a few days just because there's so many people that are like excited to get back in or to go eat a nice meal or whatever but um in terms of consistently staying at capacity in my opinion it's likely that it won't be till next year
3: You
1: know, uh, speaking of getting people in, I know the lifeblood of any casino is seniors and older people playing their slot machines. Um, Is it job number one of the casinos and their PR people to demonstrate to seniors that they're doing everything possible for them?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm like, I'm really (laughs) uncomfortable with it personally, because uh, I I don't think old people should be in casinos. Absolutely
3: (laughs) not.
4: Whatever. I mean, I think they should be staying the hell out, I guess, you know, my dad doesn't go to casinos, he doesn't gamble, but if he, if he were a person that went and he asked me what I think, and my dad's 74 and, and he's he's got some respiratory illness history. I would be telling him no, 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 stay the hell away. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think senior citizens should be going in casinos right now. Certainly not people over 80, probably not people over 70 and certainly not anyone with any kind of respiratory illness or, or immune system issues. Um, so it, it, Definitely. I mean, this is a big factor in all this. A huge portion of casino clientele is elderly and they've got to figure out a way to deal with, to deal with that responsibly. And I worry about that. I don't worry about it as much in Vegas just because Vegas is built around this industry and they're so protective of what they've got. Mm -hmm. But I do worry about it a lot in other gambling destinations around the country, particularly more like local type casinos and places like council bluffs, Iowa, or you know, uh, the middle of Pennsylvania, places like that, where it's just—I mean, you, you know—that your clientele is built around local visitors. Most of them are older people, uh, and, and they're just—they're going to be a lot of risk. And, and casinos, this is, a, in my opinion, the most challenging task right now, is how to be responsible and not overdo it and not put these people at too much risk.
1: Adam, we're running out of time, but I want to remind everyone that they can follow these important issues in the gambling world by going to usbets.com. Adam Small from usbets.com and Better Collective, thanks for coming on and keeping us up to date about what's going on in the gambling world.
4: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me again, Dave. It's always great to be on.
1: And that's all the time we have this week for House of Cards. See you next week.